Okay, so here we are with what is this after party fourteen? Yeah, is that right? Wow. That's right. It's a lot of after parties. We're gonna go over sessions forty-two, Clash of the Titans, part one. Forty-three, you'll never guess, Clash <laughs> of the Titans, part two. <laughs> and forty-four, a hair's breadth. So let's get into it. Yeah. I don't know what the hair's breadth is about. I liked the three bears of hairs, but... Or snares. Sorry. Probably should have been something... Was that the one where we put it <laughs> the, in its eye? Three, yes, that is <laughs> the one. Where you guys experimented with the bunny. Yeah. I think it's probably been the most com- uncomfortable I've been on the entire uh, series so far. Because of the bunny? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, everything else I can take. That's because you haven't listened to a lot of... Falzer and Isabella one-on-one sessions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Oh, no. Oh, I don't no. know what's being put into what in those things, but I don't want to listen. NPC romances. And we are, of course, joined by our guest, NBC Adelaide. Thank you so much for coming back for the after Hello. party. So excited. It was such a, it was such a fun time. And Knickknack, actually. Knickknack's with her. Knickknack's a fan favorite now, I actually. have to say, so Knickknack is actually... It's an, the entire, all the references that I made were an homage to one of my favorite games on Tuesday. Our paladin has a magical find steed named Knickknack. I was like, I'm going to have Knickknack in the show. Oh, so. cool. I, I figured when I asked you to name off some people, you rattled them off pretty quick. So they must be. I did. That's, that's my party. That is that's my <laughs> Tuesday game party. Yep. We're about to start our second season of our campaign next Tuesday, so awesome! Going to be fun. Well, it's like 10 all right, years all right. In the future. Save the plugs for the end, okay? Come on. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, so we get into where we started. I think it was forty-two. So we were, I believe, we were starting to take the dive down into the cave, is where uh, where the episode starts with uh, Falzerin, who sort of dove down there and, and found a, an open spot and sort of drug us all down in there to uh, take a look, right? Yep. Drugged you all. Except for our good friend Brindle, who uh, I believe we were going to forget multiple times, but yeah, uh, we did go back and get him. Yeah, y'all just left him out couldn't there. couldn't see in the you? dark. <laughs> Poor Brindle. I don't know what happened before, but y'all just seemed to leave him out The, the most suspenseful part is when you went back out and uh, Brindle wasn't there. Yeah. For, I, I thought so. It legitimately Just a was. few seconds, and then it was, oh, there he is. And my hopes were dashed. It was like, I shouldn't what? be surprised. Why do you say that, Emily? Brindle's like the best NBC we've had. Gozer's, Gozer's no. got it out for Brindle. Gozer wants to kill Brindle. <laughs> Those were the to kill everything, I think. That's you true. Know? So I was worried I was gonna die. Yeah, maybe we should maybe we should dive in right there. Uh what was your first impression of uh the party when you first met him? <laughs> um uh well it's better than nothing, you know. <laughs> ah, can we use that as a as one? It's better than nothing. <laughs> Uh, no, it was uh, it was it was uh, it was a very interesting eclectic mix that I I don't actually see a lot in D and D campaigns. So it was fun. It's always fun, like starting out the uh, the guest experience where you're scared for your fucking life <laughs> and have to attack your fellow party members, all of which are much stronger than you are. So, oh, I think you were you were pretty well equipped to fend for yourself there. 
she she's got some tricks up her sleeve, but I don't think anything could uh go against the uh the half orc. The orc full half orc. Half orc. I'm yeah, like, when uh I'm a little bit <laughs> shook still. You're like it was it's an eclectic group. Like that's when someone's like, Are they good looking? You're like, Yeah, they got a good personality. That's how I feel uh, like you. That's how I feel you just did us, man. I mean, you know, I could have. I debated bringing in my character that would have just flirted the fuck out of with all of you, you know. So people are like, "How's that the engorgement party?" You're like, eh, they're good. "They got. They really try to be nice guys, you know. They, they got- they're all fabulously good looking." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not the most cohesive group. That's for sure. Well, you know. It it works. It works. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> We're all still alive, so there's that. <laughs> well, not all of us. Well, yeah, that's true. Uh, that's next episode. That's that's the TPK's next episode, I heard. <laughs> I feel like we say that every after party. We've had some losses in the past, yes, that is true. Uh, and I'm sure none will hit as hard as our very first one. Uh, poor poor Thufty. But... Um, yeah, I thought it was, I mean, uh, knowing Adelaide's uh, RPG background, I figured it was it was easy for me to, like, yeah, make a character and throw down, and we'll see what happens. Because, uh, you know, it's nice when you're able to cater to your guest, and I think I, I try to do that as much as I can when I give the guests the information ahead of time, right? But, you know, you, so you just, you never really know. But, uh, so I thought it turned out great. I didn't think... I thought you got so you guys zeroed in on the Niyogi, and I thought you would like try to hit Orlane and not like to knock her out of it, as opposed to going through the whole like HP pool of this spider eel thing. <laughs> so I thought that was funny. <laughs> to be fair, she doesn't look very evil. So <laughs> that was Falzarin's call. He's like, I think we need to focus on these these insects or whatever he said. I'm pretty sure it was Falzarin. He's just apparently in love with like every NPC woman, so <laughs> So I mean it makes sense, you know? Yeah. I think he's just being smart about it like Falzern does. Yeah. My plan was just to walk by everybody, but I think my problem was I talked, right? Because you did mention once you started talking, that's when the uh the spider thing sorta of took notice. Mm-hmm. Is that true, Mr. DM? Or if I would I have been able to walk right by with uh No. With my tattoo Oh, well, okay. That's a shame. <laughs> my tattoo went out. That was one of the best that's lines right. in the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. It was so good. He drew it on. That's <laughs> right. Hey, hey, hi. He kept Chef kept kind of having lines like, Hi. <laughs> We're like, that's it. <laughs> Actually, those are my favorite chaff lines whenever John does that, because he does it all the time. Like, every time you approach something, it's like, hey! Hey! It's like, oh, man. So, yeah, you well, I mean, you've managed to knock Orlane out of it, at least. Killing the, the Niyogi. Mm-hmm. Broke the spell. Remember our last encounter with the Niyogi? Well, that was what it was, right? With the wagon? They were the same creatures. That's right, yeah. Um, I didn't think at the time that the Niyogi were the one like charming people i thought it was maybe like the bard yeah what's his name yeah i thought it might be jewel v as well jewel v yeah. Yeah. yeah so it was oh, kind of yeah. interesting to be like looking back like oh it might have been them charming as well well they both end in e mm. so there you go was an orc true. though or what was he uh he was darkling what he yeah he was a dark darkling bard and no that totally makes sense though because like he did try 
to use some of his bardic charm on Shaft, and yeah. it failed. Very, something In something very well, yeah. similar to what the Niyogi do, but not quite the same thing. So that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very bardish thing to do, right? You know, kind of charm people or kind of get them to do your bidding type thing. We had some wag- wagon PTSD, though, but uh, sorry. <laughs> Probably not the last wagon we're going to see. <laughs> Yeah, Falzern always starts to sweat a bit when a, when he sees a wagon. At least you're consciously seeing the wagon instead of being Well, that's the trouble. If I happen I'm to get conscious. knocked out, you fools are going to drag me into the back of a wagon. <laughs> that was so fun. <laughs> it's not about the destination. It's about the journey, yeah. okay? So I got the impression that Orlane had been under this charm spell for some time. Like a matter of days at least. Potentially, I I don't I don't know. That's that's all Leland. Just say right, it. Right. Make it. Canon, I know, you know that I did I did end up there, but as far as how long I'd been into the chart, I actually don't know. You did you did recognize the orcs that you were with when you did come out of the spell, mm-hmm. so there there was some history there. And oh uh, yeah, we fought. Yeah, I I lost. <laughs> So then uh, we traveled up and we went and saw uh, an old friend of Gozer's and uh, some trouble ensued there. Anybody have any thoughts on that uh, encounter with our good friend Clash? Well, I'm surprised that Clash got out of it with his life, quite honestly. I am incredibly surprised. (laughs) Well, I would have defended that guy to the death. Stinking little elf got in my way, wouldn't let me pass. I don't know how. <laughs> Redemption Paladins, man. And then he wasn't worth it. Everybody deserves a chance to live, okay? He wasn't worth my effort. Once I yeah, calmed I was, down. Yeah, I was interested in, like, asking you what was going on in Gozer's mind or your mind as Gozer when you, like, decided to lay your axe down. He was weak. He wasn't at his strongest. If I had beaten him then, it wouldn't have meant anything. That but it sense. doesn't mean much now anyway, right? There's no tribe. That that wasn't the point. It's a vengeance thing. I think I said something like that. It wouldn't be a good death to kill him chained to a wall. Give him a, give him a weapon and let him die. At this point, he was unchained, though. And she yeah, lowered her weapon. Yeah, even then, he was, he was already defeated, essentially. Hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, it honestly hasn't, it hasn't been very long since... Uh, Gozer had left the Vorgrag Mountains, and even in the short time since you were basically exiled, like it was clear to Gozer that Clash was not the same Clash bone collector that (laughs) that had defeated Gozer. (laughs) Like, obviously, the struggle with the Niyogi has certainly taxed Clash to almost his breaking point. I mean, even even his voice. Oh, that's what started the whole thing. That's why Gozer went off the way she did because of Liana. But, mm-hmm. I don't know, it just, after I had a chance to not be raging anymore, it, it wasn't worth it. Um, did I retell your history okay to everyone else? Because everyone else wasn't fully that, aware. That actually pissed Gozer off, too, because you were basically demeaning her. I know you, that I didn't think your, I was, though. That wasn't real. your intention, I know, but that, that's the way that she kind of took it, is you were, you were saying her failings. So she wasn't too When I thought I was just saying why. Right. That's okay. Shaft had your back. Yeah. For once. Shaft. Shaft. What do you mean? (laughs) Shaft always has everybody's back in sight. 
We live in a Shaft, pretty complex. you are the Peter Dinklage of our party, okay? You literally have your little Tyrion hands in every single thing. You are leading us, oh, let's go to Pisces. And you're thinking, oh, we'll just kill so-and-so or not kill so-and-so and be on our way. You literally are swaying every one of our decisions. Thanks. All, we sit there arguing. We sit there arguing for thirty minutes about what to do, but it's always what Shaft wants to do that we end up doing. Well, I typically start walking a direction, and then everybody just follows. Yeah. I think that you have more secrets and like scheming to your ways. Than... Uh, I think. I think he's just. Um, he is dis- smart. He's decisive. Um, yeah. He's not. Yeah. He. You know bases his decision off of a few facts that he knows and isn't worried about sitting around and hypothesizing about doing this or that or the other. It's like, okay, this is... But he's got his hand in all these little, like, pots, you know? He's like, all right, whatever one's hot. Right. No, I think that's, uh... Yeah, I think... I think he has everybody's best interests in mind, ultimately. It just doesn't look that way. Everyone but Clash's <laughs> best interest. In well, you know, I, I saw Gozer. I didn't know who Clash was. I didn't know anything about him, but Gozer wanted to kill him. And I figure if it's a an orc that Gozer did, didn't want around, it, it would be good to eliminate him, right? I didn't want to ask a lot of questions. I didn't really care. That's very Shaft. Of course, <laughs> until Clash mentioned the name Horik. Yeah, then I right. was... I, uh, I did stop short there, didn't I? Um, but then again, uh, only to get enough information that I needed. And then after that, I believe I said, okay, kill him. Yeah. Mm. Also typical shaft. (laughs) (laughs) Just kill him if they don't suit his needs. Is he the murder hobo? No, shaft. Shaft is not a murder (laughs) hobo. No, but shaft (laughs) is literally like, okay, like now I've gotten my use out of you. I'm doing Whatever. you a favor by ending your existence because you'll never be as useful as you have been in the past five minutes talking to me. So. <laughs> That's, once again, fair. Uh, but, of course, Shaft knows to surround himself with the type of people that would be like, okay, let's kill this guy. So, I'm probably the most peaceful of uh, the party. I'm the I'm most against violence. I want to talk more it so through. than Falzerin. I don't think so. Yeah, come on. Man. Uh, I, was gonna say, do y'all I don't know. Falzerin, I think, is uh, turning over a new Falzerin's leaf. Falzerin's a little so magic too. hungry. He's got this pocket full of beads and uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, we just we just uh, we nuked those bugs got a into orbit. Pocket full of hawthorns. <laughs> there was like Only women Orlane and children about bugs. the bead that he threw. But... <laughs> yeah, that they just genocided an entire. That might be true. <laughs> Ever since this um, Isabella deal has come along, I think Falzerin's yet again evolved a little bit. You're promised a position with the Golden Girls, basically. That's right. Join the club. Immortality, more or less. Join us, but you have to get rid of Erica. Uh, How old is Betty White now? 97. 130? I think she's 97. Six? I'll Google it. <laughs> she's nearly 100. Yeah. She's got my birthday. I mean, I've got her. She birthday. looks like she's in great shape, too. <laughs> I digress. New NPC for Falzerin to hit on Betty White. That's it. 97. I am so <laughs> oh, smart. Wow. Guys. January 17th, <laughs> baby. Mine's January 19th. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Almost birthday twins. And my Listeners, birthday is Listeners, is your birthday January Parker, 18th? So. Because if it is, we need to be besties right away. I've always wanted to have a 17, 18, 19 party. 
That's, you want to uh, come to Canada? That's fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> I love Canada. I've never been. I love the idea of Canada. <laughs> Everyone loves the idea. I feel like of a Canada. lot of Americans it say could that. Be shit. You never know. I love the idea of it. In theory, theoretically, I love Canada. <laughs> oh, I love it. I forget what we were even talking about. Shaft being a murder hobo. Confirmed murder hobo, I think confirmed, is what we had yes. settled on. Yeah, confirmed I don't know. Has, has Shaft killed anybody straight out for no reason? I don't think no, so. No, because you attack them, no. then you hunters mark them. You always forget. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how averse to killing Shaft is. He always forgets that hunter's mark. It's like, oh, and I'm he's like, and hunting. I'm going to place hunter's mark? Oh, I should have done that first. If I had a dollar for every time he's... <laughs> I do that all the time. All the time. I've been playing the ranger for a year now, and I still do that. So, it's fun. Oh, boy. It's funny, because it's true. You need, like, a physical hunter's mark now that's just, like, a fake sign over the forehead. Well, he's yeah, got a sign on his forehead yeah. still. <laughs> and then it lights up, you know, when it's active. It's good. You'll never forget. So I think uh, well, we let all the guys, with all the orcs go, and we picked up all the weaponry and stuff. There was a shield, I think, Orlane had that was a special shield, right? It's a special shield. It's not magical, but, you know, it's important to her. She's a paladin. And then we went on the long hike um, for a number of miles out to the cave exit, where uh, I believe at that point we pretty much just argued for a while. I think, I think actually there's uh, probably about twenty to thirty minutes cut out of that, right, Leland? <laughs> Until Shaft walks a direction, <laughs> and like argue. I said, we never argue about anything. No, just dis- we discussed. Yeah, yeah. I mean. No, nah, the editing's never not that much, but like um, Clash like tried to to give Orlane an out, and like Clash wanted to team up with Orlane because of course like I, <laughs> I mean, would have gone, I would have gone. Orlane basically to like, the ends saved, of the earth. saved his life, right? No, basically to it, he would have been dead. Nah, he would have been fine. No, he would have. <laughs> I would have. I would have gone to like, go live some with some orcs. He the only would have been dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think at that point we decided we were going to... Uh, now, I, I can't recall. Did Orlane head back down towards the towers? And she is on a mission to try to get us some boxes. That's right. As far as as far as far we know, correct? Yeah. That's correct. Yeah, she's heading south. Okay. And then we're going to meet in Pisces. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Okay, and uh, the orcs went back north, I believe. Uh, did they say exactly where they were headed? Uh, no, they didn't, but they were taking the, the, the saved humans uh, back to the city, and then they were going to go find Hork, probably. I don't know. I don't think Clash explicitly said that, but... No, my assumption was Hork... The way I understood it was Hork was the leader of one of the, I guess, rebel remaining tribe... Uh, of orcs that were uh, fighting against the whatever you call those neogis. That's right. Yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah. So I think I've said in the in one of the episodes that I do know Horik from my past. You said it when we were inspecting the orc that was dead that was being dragged by the horse or something, right? Or yeah, you said it in that episode, and then uh, yeah, 
so I think that was session six, and then session seven, you guys actually spoke to an orc driving a wagon out yeah. of Drew Call mm, right. to Altenshik, and you asked him if you if he knew Horik, in which he right. said right. that Horik was doing fine and that he in fact does know him. Yeah, so there is a connection there, and it's good for Shaft to know that Horik is still alive. I mean, part of part of uh, Shaft wanted to go follow the orcs back to find Hork. So there would be another side mission that we knew we would, uh, <laughs> we would all argue about. <laughs> another side mission that doesn't pay. I could just annoy Bryn some more. <laughs> well, that's easy. <laughs> Bryn is like, so these are the three episodes where it really like surfaced. Like her annoyance, no magical items, not like, oh, just... Oh, she was all about those magical items. I just <laughs> and there was nothing there. Need just a payday. That cave for yeah, chicken shit. <laughs> well, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, listener. The next batch of three episodes, man, does Bryn get feisty about <laughs> that's true. Being led off into <laughs> fucking goose so I'm like, chases. It's finally come to surface. Oh yeah, no, we find chase? all kinds of magical items in the next one. <laughs> oh, yeah, right, I'm so much so treasure. Sorry. And Bryn's definitely alive. Yeah. And she just, like, Scrooge McDuck's through it, swims through it. So much treasure. Yes. <laughs> Doing the breaststroke. I have a feeling Leland will will never give us magical <laughs> items, just, just so Bran can continue to be pissed off about not getting magical items. It's a character flaw that I like to hide my true feelings in. You know, it's funny because uh, Falsrin has not been too upset about the, the one thing that he's always been wanting I know it's items. weird yeah what? that's what he wants most oh Falsy oh, loves yeah. the magic he is can't get enough of the magic item I <laughs> Falzerin also forgets that he has magical items very often <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> you're just a board game collector but you never play anything <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, yeah big, I know a big shelf yeah. of shame of magical items that yeah it's called a bag of holdings <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you're carrying around a, a potion of guiding, oh or a scroll of guiding bolt from like yeah, session totally five or something. That. You were like, oh, what about those fanged arrows? Oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Wand of Secrets that I also often forget to, I can use. Yeah. Yep. And then when you remember it, not a time that's really good for using it. Yeah, exactly. Hey, that's hashtag wizard life, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Wizards be wizen. <laughs> there you go. So then we took a little walk up the top of the mountain and looked down on the lake, trying to find where the black ooze liquid was coming from. Decided to head out and get a boat. And while we were there, maybe uh, check out and see if we can get any information about uh, Erica. Don't yeah. forget about our bunny test. Oh, yeah, and the bunny test. You can tell that. That disgusts me. <laughs> <laughs> three bear snares. Yeah, the the three bear snares. That was awesome. You know what? Yes, yeah, three bear snare is a much better title. You're right. Ellie. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. Why did we have to go all the way to Pissus for a boat? Like that. Then we have to like somehow get down. back to the lake. We can't yes, just take the river stupid. down because the river goes under under the mountain, and we have to be underwater in order to. You don't know we that. Don't it might that. go through. We, we do don't know, know that. that. We had a big discussion about it. We do. We know talked that about we it. We had to go underwater <laughs> to get in the mountain. No, 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 no. You're 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 confused. So that that tunnel is. 
that tunnel. That wasn't supposed to be. That wasn't. Sorry, that wasn't fussy condescending. <laughs> what? No, that that's great. I but say it all the time. You... Listen, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you are. You are. So that that tunnel that branched to the Neogi Cave was not was like a, a like a, that just that a branching tunnel. Oh, okay. The rest of that so where the actual river flows. Um, I mean, you guys only investigated so far, right? So. From what you've seen, there's like room in that river tunnel for a boat to float in and you to travel down. But, but there's still a large section of that, yeah, that is, you know, unexplored to you guys, and you don't, you don't know for sure. All the treasure was down the other fork. Here you go. You you <laughs> guys right. went left when you should have went right. Right. We will we will guide the thuff down through the river, and you'll see what we're talking about. <laughs> well, Leland, you mentioned off mic. Um, uh, how one opportunity when I could have used my wand of secrets. I mean, this is a bit, these are a few episodes ago, but I definitely have had opportunity to use it and have missed them. When are you going to mention the, are you just going to keep us on our suspense? Uh, yeah. People dig it. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. When we were on top of that little dam uh, thing, I could have, there might've been something there that we couldn't see or that was magically hidden or something. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's where the treasure was, and now we have to backtrack all the way. Just add it to the list of stuff. Well, you got to go get your boat, and then you can come back, and then you drew one of Perfect, yes. Yeah. That's exactly right. <laughs> Shaft, Shaft dished out 50 gold for a boat. We th- oh, yeah. We thank you, sure. Shaft. That's an expensive boat. Yeah. Everything in uh in this land no, is expensive. No, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. 50 Everything gold for a, in this a rowboat is, is, Sparta is, is very moderate. <laughs> Every hotel tavern room we stay in is super expensive for nothing. <laughs> he doesn't that like to be a break nice gold boat. pieces. It's one gold piece or nothing. Yeah, yeah there's no change in a Sparta. <laughs> there is not. No they abolished the penny. <laughs> Years ago, there's no pennies. We have never dealt with anything lower than a gold piece. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I don't. It's not like I charge you. I mean, we hand wave you guys paying for things at taverns and stuff, so it balances out. Uh (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) The lies that the newbie D and D &D players get fed. (laughs) The experienced ones. Yeah, experienced ones get those lies too. Know that they're lying. (laughs) <laughs> well, it's not. We've had you know a, a decent trickle of gold uh, coming our way, so that it's. I'll just I mention. Mean, I've been hovering around being on and off broke, but I've usually got some money to buy stuff. Bryn would have stole a so that's boat. All that matters. You to didn't me. have to pay for a boat. Bryn could have stole ya a boat. Bryn was all about stealing that boat. I yeah. I, I know that. And I would have uh, got no rowboat. I would have got a yacht, son. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, just, I just want to point out to the thieves in the group that uh, Gozer still has money on her. I mean, how much? How how long does the return policy last? You know, for the boat. That's a valid question. <laughs> yeah, like two weeks on that baby. Well, I think once you put your name on it, it's yours, I right? <laughs> I put it's Thuff's actually name called on it. Thuft, but it's spelled like Shaft. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you guys, you guys finally made it to Pisces, though. That I'm was an accomplishment. Surprised Are we that... supposed to cheer for that? Or... Well, I'm just surprised that I, I didn't expect you to be in Pisces as quickly as you did. I mean, I don't know. I had no idea what you guys were going to do, but 
I thought it was going to be a stretch for a Falzer and a talk y'all into going to Isis. <laughs> yeah, I same. <laughs> I'm surprised at kind of how easily that that happened. I sort of said, uh, I believe I said, I know you really don't want to go to Pisces. And he went, yeah, I guess we can go. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. I was like, what? I'm not excited. <laughs> well, and then, like not you said, the next all. three episodes, Bryn is pretty pouty. Yeah, yeah. So Gozer really doesn't have anything else to do. So she might as well. Hey, it's a place. Yep. I'm sure we'll find another bunch of side adventures we can we can tackle to get our level up high enough to go tackle these towers eventually and when we get some more boxes from elaine we'll be all we'll be perfect good timing hopefully they're on the way you never know fedex them to us <laughs> fedex yeah send knickknack pony express <laughs> there you go pony yeah, express po- pony express <laughs> pony express so that's pretty much where i think the last episode ended so just yeah. generally uh it doesn't feel like a lot happened there was a there was a lot, but yeah, you're right. It was a lot of talking and a lot of uh, a lot of memories. We had some battles in there too. So yeah, that's true. I mean, uh, Brent had a little something something on the way to Pisces as well. Not that any of what? you um, listen. You mean to that, that chunk though. of time we couldn't listen to? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Oh, oh, mine was short. That's true. It was. It was. There short. was a, a shaft and falls in something something too. Oh right, I have there my suspicions. That's that's true. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I'll go on record. I think it's about Horik. It might be. That means we no. were just we were just comforting each other about the tragic loss of theft. Well, Bullshit. I find yeah. that hard man to, to believe because you even brought up theft three times. You didn't even let Brendel listen in. You even shooed your buddy Brendel away there, Falsey. Yeah. The one, the one person that has had your back since you encountered him. I, I don't think that's true. That I work? think Shaft had his back from the very beginning. <laughs> Wait, he shoot Leland. Did you listen? I mean, <laughs> or... he, he edited it. So... <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying, how do you shoot Brendel away? <laughs> well, because because Brendel doesn't know what they spoke about. But Brendel does know because you're Brendel. No, he's Leland. Don't look behind the curtain. <laughs> so, Adelaide, overall, what do you think uh, of this little moment in time of this adventure? What was your uh, what was your do you take have any it? suggestions? Honestly, for us I or? had I had a blast. Um, I know some of y'all are newer players, but I I couldn't tell. I and I got pretty good new, newbie radar, so I think it's a great show. Great. Thank it's you. a lot of fun. It's a lot of it's a lot of laughs, some nice serious moments. It's a perfect blend for me. I think being uh this is 40 what did I just say the last one was 44 44 episodes in uh with after parties and such in there too, but overall I think uh you know Bill and Elena sort of went right into it and and are doing a great job doing the role playing. I think a lot of groups don't role play quite as much. They do more mm. of the, you know, the battle. And that's and, the good stuff. Yeah, exactly. That's the good stuff. And uh, I wish I would have got involved initially with more role playing instead of just the, the tactical battle part of it. But I do know when we do role playing for three or four episodes, I'm ready for a battle, right? Uh, there's. Oh, yeah. You need yeah. to have a good mix, I think, of the two. I think everybody's that way, really. So, Did you start out on like AD&D? 
Yeah, I started back in the early 80s. Oh, then that's like no role play, really. So. Right. Well, we were, you know, teenagers, so we were just whatever we could kill or, you know. Right. It was just... Dungeon crawl 24-7. Exactly. It was, it was fun, though. When are we no longer considered noobs? Because, like, 44 hours worth of play is a pretty long amount of play. I was about to say, I think 44th episode by now, I, I, I officially deem you not newbies. Oh, snap. <laughs> From the queen of roleplay herself. <laughs> Whenever falls are rolling D6s instead of D4s, I still think you, <laughs> right. you, know, you fall back a little bit on your... No, he, uh... To be fair, I'm bad with the dice, too. I play all online. I don't play anything in person. I've got pretty dice because they're pretty. But I, I still have to look at it and be like, is this... Yeah. So the one time is it? <laughs> you thought it was D6s, but it was D4s. And then another time you thought it was D8s, enough. but you were, or it was D8s, but you were rolling sixes. Yeah. One of your fireball spells. Was it this damage episode? Damage is, or... you know, it's kind of a... <laughs> Who needs to do damage in combat? <laughs> I don't think it was these episodes. I think it's even further along where you realized you were doing all your skill checks wrong, too. Yes. Yes. Well, well, yes, we had some... Oh, no. He wasn't adding any of his proficiencies. (laughs) (gasps) Oh, no. You could have been rolling so much better. To be fair, I don't think it's significantly impacted anything because we do a lot of role-playing, especially as of late. I mean, honestly, the the fight with Orlane, uh, short as it was, was... You know, this breath of fresh air into this stagnant role play span of episodes of like 10 episodes, right? Like, now, not that I feel that way because I, I could throw combat out entirely. I'll, I'll take the RP all, all day long. I didn't know we had 10 episodes without a fight. We were I don't really know in? if it was 10. I'm just spit. Oh. I, you know, that's a number. I, I think mm. the last battle was probably at the dam. Yeah, it would have been. That's right. But. From there, I mean, we had we had Thuff's death. We had all of that role play. Like, wh- maybe it wasn't that many episodes, but it was a lot of role play, and a lot of role play moments that had a large impact that take up more space than you know two episodes of of something else would would right. And your other groups, do you do a lot of more role play than battle, or do you think it's a fifty fifty split, or what do you think? Uh, all of my groups are generally like. 60-40 or 70-30 in favor of roleplay, hmm. and I, I think I prefer that. Um, we just, um, one of my games, we just got done with a huge dungeon crawl that took four, maybe five episodes, and even in the middle of the dungeon, like, we still had little moments where we had deeper conversations between the characters, and I just, I don't know, I can't play games without roleplay. I just, that's the, that's the juicy stuff for me. Do you I always do voices? Uh, yeah. Um, I think only one of my characters now does not have an accent, and it's just my normal voice. All right, give us some character play real quick. <laughs> give us a little sample. Um, oh my god, this is so hard, because it's so hard swapping back and forth. But of course, you had Orlane, that had a nice Irish accent. Um, Arsino, um, my grey paladin, also has the same voice. Then we have Bliss, who's, um, quite upper RP, and that's very difficult to get into. From Irish, um, I play a Cuban character that I really cannot do on the spot. I it takes like all day to prep for. Um, <laughs> and then uh, the new uh, Polish character that I just crashed course myself for for literally a one shot. I'm doing all this work for just a one shot. Oh, that's awesome! 
I would love to do that to to spend like dedicate some time to try and master an accent for role playing. I think that I would love fun. for you to do that, Bill. That I can't even <laughs> imagine. It. Like I do can't. It. I can't even. I've thought of seriously. I mean, like the best way is just binge watching yeah. a movie or a TV show that's got it. Like when I play my my very posh character, I watch Downton Abbey like right. a couple episodes before the show and oh. then follow along with all the voices, and it's. That's it, you know? Oh, man. I do a fair bit of commuting, so, I mean, that's a great time to practice out loud an accent, I think. I've heard other people yeah. say that they do. Just a- talk to yourself aloud. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I think you'd need to do it alone, too, because I'd make funny too much. Well, yeah. yeah <laughs> <for this. laughs> Absolutely. Well, that's what wives are good for, is just making fun of Yeah. So, Adelaide, I was going to ask you, uh, we've had this conversation before in other after parties. Do you prefer to play characters that have more of your characteristics as you, or do you like to play things that are opposing you, the characters? Oh, that's um, kind of a mix of both. There's things about my characters that all have in common. Um, if we want to get really real here, um, so I struggle with infertility, so all of my characters have children or have children later on down the road, and that's just a me thing. I just I enjoy having children in my RPGs. And also, I'm not religious, and I think one of my characters now is very religious, and that's it's f- so difficult for me because it's just a mindset that I'm not familiar with at all. Uh-huh. But all of my all of my characters are really different. I have some that are very standoffish and mean, and I have some that are just wear their heart on their sleeves. I I love puppies and kittens, and I want to be everybody's best friend, which is much more close to what i'm like in person so i don't know i like to mix it up i really challenge myself to create a like a very distinct character every single time with a few similarities it's great to be able to explore different types of people you know you get to get into the mindset of those other those other characters that's that's what i really like it's a challenge but you know it's a challenge remembering everything about every all of them but no I, i i like mixing it up I'm good at the meaner ones, though, for some reason. I don't know why. I don't. I really, I really don't know why. Like the ones that are just like super standoffish and like really aggressive. I just because that's because that's, that's how we all want to be on the inside anyway. Yeah, it's fun <laughs> to let that out. You get more reaction. The, the, the resting bitch face of RPGs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bottle that up all the time because you can't like in real life. Your you can't RBF let that out. of RPG. Yeah. The big emo characters, you know, gotta love it. What about y'all? Uh, I like to, to try to find, I mean, I, something different each time. I think Shaft is, is manipulative, which could be part of my characteristics. I don't know, Emily, to have to say. It is. That is, <laughs> is. <laughs> I was about to ask you, is it? <laughs> I enjoy the, the puzzle Shaft creates, right, for uh, the different things I have to think about. I, that's what I enjoy. They... The depth of, and I, I even, like I said, when I started the character, I wanted sort of a, a mix between a sort of a Han Solo and a Mad Max kind of guy that is always sort of, you're always iffy on which way he's going to go. And, uh, you know, sometimes I don't know myself until the moment hits and then I'm going to go, mm. well, what would be? I love the morally gray characters. That's the best time. Yeah, those are my favorite too. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what I typically like to go for. But I, But I have different types i have one i have a warlock who's more of the teenager that's down in the basement kind of thing right and he all he cares about is just like learning how evil he can be 
that kind of thing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, how he can uh, make his parents upset. It's not upset a phase, Mom. That's exactly right. So that, that's fun to play that one, too. But Yeah, I don't think I stretched myself too much with Falzer. And there's a, I think you can make a lot of similarities. If I, if and when I do another character, I want to spend more time really making it something different that's going to challenge me more. There's definitely some, like, there are definitely differences between me and Falzerin, but. Well, you know, and, and we, we've spoken about this before. Yeah. How mm-hmm. and how I think that Falzerin uh, of the four of you is certainly the character that has had the most, I wouldn't say growth. I don't know if you could, that's the right word, but definitely change. <laughs> no, change, but I mean, norm- normally growth. when you say growth, you know, it's usually in a positive light, but that's always not necessarily <laughs> the case. No, I don't think it's all Falzi's been positive. been corrupted. But I think. Falsey has definitely gone through the most changes of all of you, and I think you're doing a great job at reflecting that in the way you roleplay him. And that's, you know, again, we that's either you you just being more comfortable as a player in general and getting, uh, you know, more of a handle on who you think Falzerin is and, you know, being better at separating Falzerin from Bill. I just think, uh, yeah, I'd, I'm really interested in, in Falzerin's story right now, and I'm really digging it. Yeah, it's 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 interesting for me too. I'm finding it really fun. I hate to admit it, but I I'm kind of interested in your story too. I didn't think I would be. But... <laughs> <laughs> There's my litmus. There's my litmus test. So I guess you're doing all right. <laughs> I don't know. Gozer had a lot of. I feel like Gozer had a lot of growth during our episodes. That was. Uh, I feel like. I feel like her killing him is in, maybe instinctual. I mean, I don't know her very well, but. Uh, maybe. I don't think so. She's just she's just straight chaotic. She's had a lot of blows recently, mm. and she's just kind of done, done with life. That's that's what I. That's totally the read I'm getting on it too. Am um like Gozer, but Gozer is just like she's had a lot of shit thrown in her, yeah. just in the the very very short uh, past here. And <laughs> it's not going well for Gozer right now. Like, no, nope. <laughs> Gozer's Aww. not in a good place. She's like lost, though. You said lost. You said the word lost. Well, and I also think if Gozer wasn't such an asshole, that she would be incredibly sympathetic. Yeah. But <laughs> but it, it's just the way Gozer is. It's always just difficult to to empathize or sympathize uh, for or with her. Yeah, it's 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 cool. I I mean. It's sad to watch, but it's like, ah, that's what you get, Gozer. <laughs> Be nice, maybe. Everybody loves watching a train wreck, you know? Totally. Uh, Gozer is right. a big train wreck. Yeah, but you know what? I think Gozer is just a passenger on that train wreck. I don't think it's really a, a result of anything that goes, that necessarily a result of anything that Gozer has actively done or pursued. I just. <laughs> I don't it just know. Keeps happening. Yeah, I just, I just feel it. I don't know. What do you, do you think? It's like Gozer's fault, Emily. Do you think it's? Well, the initial thing where she tried to become chief—that was her fault. But I mean, it had unintended consequences that sent her down the spiral. That's true. But I mean, that's also part of living in a, an orc society yeah. as a half orc, yeah. especially too, right? Yeah, the fact that she was able to to even have the chance to go after that is unusual because she was a right. half orc. Right, absolutely. 
But, you know, losing her best friend and then having to run for her life and being living for a year constantly afraid of retribution and and hooking up with Shaft and then Shaft she and Shaft never were friends. They were just what? when you say when you say hooking other, up with Shaft. No. No. <laughs> no I was about to say. No. Ooh, yeah. that's a that's, that's right. complicated. Meeting up with that's Shaft. Right. Hey, we said we weren't going to talk about that. <laughs> and then losing Thuft and losing everything that Thuft represented, i.e. the mountain and becoming king and being king and all that. And just and now she's sick, not feeling good. And nobody seems to care, which I wouldn't expect them to care, but... They don't. I would have killed would you. Accuse us of not caring. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody seems to care. Exactly. Like, what? That's the way that goes or feels. You just punched me last episode. Exactly. <laughs> She's punched everybody. Well, you know, maybe if you would stop complaining about the lack of magical items, <laughs> she wouldn't have to punch you. <laughs> <laughs> Now, why has Falzern been punched by Gozer? Because Falzern is an easy target. <laughs> <laughs> Literally a punching bag. You are a lower level than her in her mind. That, yeah. I'm so glad Leland left that moment in because you punched him. He goes four damage or whatever, and Bill just didn't write it down like he wasn't going <laughs> to take those points. <laughs> it stayed in the episode. That was funny. <laughs> oh, I love it. Just smile. <laughs> Uh, hand wave it's like a gold piece you know do we have any uh you have any questions from anybody yeah actually there's a couple from uh you know our, our usual jessica oh okay um <laughs> uh, so she starts off asking how has it been going with having the guests on the show I have to say I loved Adelaide, such a fun character, and I loved all the little details with the lucky shield and knickknack the horse. I'm curious what kind of parameters were given for creating the character. It seems like you were moving towards, I guess this is directly directed towards myself. It seems like you were moving towards treating the guests like additional player characters instead of NPCs. Has that been easier? And then kind of additional, which we we kind of touch on a little bit, we could probably uh, elaborate on. She asks, what are your guys' top tips for character creation in Dungeons & Dragons? She also continues to say she's very impressed with the party remembering Brendel. I kept thinking they were going to forget him in that cave. (laughs) (laughs) Falzerin was not going to let that guy leave. (laughs) I don't think anybody else cared but Falzerin. I think Shaft was the one that kept reminding everybody. I was going to say, if we as people remembered, we would like purposefully make our character forget, I think. I don't know. I Bryn didn't care. Elena remembered Bryn didn't care. If Gozer <laughs> got to see Brendel be killed, that would be a happy day for her. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Ruthless. Wow. So, she's the, he, he, in her mind, is the cause of Thuff's death. death. He didn't save him. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. I think that's entirely unfair. It is. Yeah, I do too. But it makes <laughs> sense in her frame of mind. You're right. Yeah, I, I, I agree, Elena. I think it totally does make sense for, for Gozer to think that way. Absolutely. I mean, I think Gozer Gozer's, uh, thinks in, in absolutes, right? Yes. Um, very much of the time. There's very little gray with Gozer. She wants somewhere to place her frustration too, right? So... 
Brendel's That's it. true. Absolutely. Yeah. You ought to be happy Brendel's there. Yeah, right? Yeah, Otherwise, man. Folsom would be good. Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, Brendel's just there so Gozer can blame Brendel instead of herself, I think. Probably. I don't know that Gozer deep. ever would oh, blame man. herself, though. I don't know if Gozer would, if if that if she would in, in those exact words, but I think the equivalent, something the equivalent of that, maybe. I don't know. Wow. Do you charge by the hour or what? <laughs> Getting some therapy, baby. <laughs> I'm not even laying on the couch. Gosh. Okay, so, so, so what was the what, question? Yeah, what was the question <laughs> again? <laughs> Do the first part. I think it's obviously been really great having NPC guests. I mean, everyone we've had on has been awesome. I think we've all had a great time. Yeah. Despite, you know, I've I've spoken disparagingly about having NPC guests on in the past and how much of a, a pain in the ass uh, it is because of my <laughs> lack of control that often happens. Because I don't have a DM to work out my issues with, so... <laughs> <laughs> I charge by the hour if you want to talk to someone. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know. Maybe Adelaide can speak to uh, what kind of parameters were given to you for creating Orlane. I, I'm pretty sure you were just like, go crazy. Um, yeah, yeah, I was. And to run anything by you. I went with standard 5e stuff, but I mean, there were a few things that I, I mean, I could have pulled out. One of my friends is a fantastic homebrew creator. Um, and he has a huge list of things that I was kind of just perusing through, you know, debating character options and things, but it was, it was nice. It was nice to have the, like the ability to kind of do whatever I want, but really what was most important for me was that you gave me a healthy background of what was going on in the story so that I could build into that versus you having to accommodate for whatever shit I was going to throw into the mix. Right, right. Yeah, I did want to ask you how much when Shaft asks questions usually to NPCs, uh, he throws things out there to see if you're going to make something up or get information. Because uh, information John loves it when the NPC makes up stuff that Leland then has to incorporate into the story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so my question reason. is, you've done such a good job. I didn't notice anything that wasn't. Uh, that you you made You'll everything up. Either you made it up or Leland gave it to you. I was going to ask you how much did you did you make up? I mean, there was like flavorful bits. Um, I I the guards were all that was all me. Um, the bits and pieces about like one being a chef that was all me. I mean, just really fluff stuff. But she's a she's a very helpful character. So um, she's not she's not one to lie at all, especially to people that. Saved your life, essentially. Were you aware of the boxes, or did you have to go with it? I was aware of the boxes. I was aware of the boxes. Okay, there, okay. I, I had, I, he gave me, once I decided on my character, he gave me a full, in-depth, kind of crash course in what my character would know and where she came from, which was super helpful for me. That's what I, that's what I really enjoy. I think he's got a, he's got a checklist now of what everybody, what we ask NPCs yeah. every time we run into one. <laughs> this is what you're going to say. The blue light. Just pretend you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, she's an ex-paladin of cultists. Pretty of much. Of course you're going to ask her about the tower <laughs> and the cube and right. the mechanical monster thingamajiggers. <laughs> Well, next time I'm not going to ask a I, damn I thing. I literally have a document with all of that information <laughs> just laid out there. Send it on over to us. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
Actually, you guys probably could legit read it because it's all. Probably. Well, maybe it's not. all information no, that I gave you. We should yeah, know, but it's not, might, might not remember. Yeah, maybe. No, because um, I actually did the same thing with JT and, and Christy. Um, something that I hadn't, I didn't do with with uh, Pep and Patrick, just because of the way, the way the role there, the the latter characters uh, or the former characters played into the current story and where you guys were. Um, I felt it was necessary to do a quick, like, page write-up narration of, you know, the events that taken you to where the party will meet you, basically. And I hope it wasn't too much. I always hope, oh, I don't know if I'm writing too much, but if it helped, then that's No, great. it was perfect. It was perfect. Well, I mean, that's what I assume you're going to say, but, uh, you know, just... No, it was good. I, I'll tell you if it was crap or not. I'm, I'll be honest with you, but no, it was no, great. no. I mean that because, really, of good. course, what I sent you was perfect because I sent because I remove sent you, any so. sharp objects oh. from the vicinity of your head. Oh, yeah. my God! It's gonna pop. You don't I mess. take it back. <laughs> okay, what was the second part? Um, just that you know, um, I, I touched on before how knowing Adelaide's experience that I could just treat her like she was another player. As literally Adelaide, you're the first guess that i've literally just been like yeah why don't you roll up a full character at level five or whatever level right so mm-hmm. i did treat you as a pc it was quite refreshing <laughs> and so then she kind of asked for for some some top tips for character creation why don't we start with you adelaide what do you think music playlists what? oh yeah uh yeah music playlists i all of my characters have spotify playlists all of them i Start out with a very loose idea in my head, as generally most people do, and a song idea that I think is fitting, and then I just kind of have that on in the background when I'm writing. Also, Pinterest. Pinterest, okay? That's like, it's like the goldmine for character artwork and inspiration. Like, my process generally starts with seeing a portrait of something, of a character that just brings to life an idea in my head, um, and that's... I think that's actually step one for me is finding. Do you search what the like a looks race like. or a class on Pinterest? Yeah, usually. I mean, if it? I, uh huh, yeah. When I was making my, I don't know, I guess my Asmar character, I I searched, you know, Asmar woman and scrolled for hours and hours and hours because I'm very picky. Um, until I landed on one that was that was the very loose idea in my head, and that's when she formulated like, oh, this is her. And things just kind of clicked into place for me from there. And then what the was her, what was her song? The character sheet. It's Agnes Obel, Familiar, is the song. That's her theme song. That is really cool. I've never heard uh, anyone suggest anything like that. It's yeah. interesting. All of them. I've, I, I've got playlists for every character I've ever made. Oh, man. We got to come with come up with theme songs for our characters. For oh, yeah, so. totally. You should do it. You should I need do time. it. it I, I, it's wow, so good. I that's don't a know. Great, that is a great tip. I am much more. I think I'm less visual. I think I. I tend to. What do, what do I do? I don't know what I do. <laughs> I actually don't know what I do. I don't know what the process is. I don't have a process. I'm just fucking all over the place. <laughs> but like, I don't. Um, I think generally, though, I, I. If I think, I think I start with my with my class, and then. I build from there. So, uh, you know, I choose out maybe some stereotypical aspects of that class and either lean into them or flip them, flip them, you know, 180 them. I also really like to multi-class. So 
basically I know I will be multi-classing my character, so I always keep that in mind from their from the outset, from the, from their build. Um, especially since you know, whenever especially when you're starting campaigns at level one, um, it's much more easy to think about that when you're starting at level five, where you could already have this huge buffer of of, uh, of multi I mean, you could class up to four and then first level of something, right? Like keep those ability score improvements, blah, 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 all that, you know, min-max bullshit if you wanted to get into it, which I generally don't. I am here for the RP. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'm a former min-maxer that's been converted. Oh, yeah? Oh, I, I can't min-max anymore. I, I mean, I, I only min-max for like for, I, I guess, like the first two years that I was playing D&D um, because it was just not, not that it was easier. I get, It was still fun. But once I started getting into, yeah, I'm going to take all these spells, and they're absolutely useless, but they are spot on for the character. Right. Yeah. What do you guys mean by min-max? I'm confused. Um, Like, uh, essentially, I mean, not that min-maxers don't care about their backgrounds and being very truthful to their character, but min-max people that create sheets really want to go for the best possible stats, the best possible skills. So why is it take. min-max? Why not just max? I don't get the min part. Um, that's a good question. That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, do they like to take the best stats and then there's people that like to take the crap stats and have the worst <laughs> character? I'm so confused. <laughs> no, I I think I think what it is is, you know, again, when if you're looking at a specific class, they say, Okay, this handful of aspects is all I need to focus on and I don't care about anything. I don't care about right. the rest of it. The rest of it mm-hmm. could be could, I could have scores of six across the, these three stats of my abilities, right. and it doesn't, and it matter, doesn't matter because right. that's not what because I'm, I'm going to be on. the best exactly. at what I want to yeah, do. Exactly. So you min your other stats to max your other stats. Yeah, I think there's there's less of a mechanical give and take that way, just in the the way that you know in five e the way you just create your character. But yeah, exactly. That's mm-hmm. that's basically the idea. Yep. Okay. It's so much more fun to be all fluff though. It's it's way more fun to just be completely fluff character. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, just... I personally agree with that too. But I think that um, as 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 someone who, especially like in board games, like I, I'll sit down with the rule book just because I like to read rule books. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm I'm someone that in, enjoys seeing the mechanical interactions, the mechanisms of even a, a system as loose as Five E in a lot of aspects. I can see the enjoyment out of being able to put those pieces together and having a real amazing product at the end of it. So oh, I yeah. definitely see the appeal for, for, for min-max playing, for sure. I'm just going to call it max-max. Max-max. <laughs> <laughs> 18s across the board. <laughs> for character creation, I think the thing that uh, the personality traits, ideals, bonds, and flaws really bring out your personality as a character you know, you're if you like to be a fighter type, there's a lot of different options there. If you want to be a magic user type or, you know, a healer type, there, there's 5e, I think, mixes so many things together. You could choose about anything and have a subclass of something else. So I think the real true character comes out when you sort of put down on paper who you are. And that's where mm-hmm. you sort of become, like, I'll read just Shafts here, my original one. His personality traits are he's goal-driven, and he completes the task at hand and adjusts as required. His ideals are loyal to himself. His bonds are he owes money to people. And his flaws are he loves the ladies and ignores everyone else's <laughs> plans. So love I, it. I try to live to those. I think that's what 
creates who you are as a per, as a mm-hmm. character, and that's what makes the game fun to play, regardless of your stats. Oh yeah, I mean, I play a cleric that doesn't heal. Right, so. exactly. <laughs> and she doesn't she doesn't revivify. She she does. The, I mean, she heals a little bit, but she heals the absolute least out of the entire party. And she did not revivify at all for her personal philosophies until close to the end of the campaign. So right. Well, and and that plans that's totally brings up another point about all of those character aspects is that I think the best characters, those aspects change as you play. And Mm -hmm. so for me, a lot of the times putting those, those ideals and bonds into, into like words and like actually just like literally a sentence of description. I, I, I find kind of, kind of difficult for myself sometimes because I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know if, if, if I feel like, I feel like I'm maybe shoehorning myself into those those like one-liners, I, I, but of course it doesn't, and it doesn't need to. Um, no. and of course, that's you know obviously that's that's me, but I will oftentimes leave um, some of them. Well, especially the traits. I mean, because you could have so many traits, but it's always oh I never fill those. Yeah, out. right. It's I always fun though to give yourself negative traits that come up as your character as you're playing. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. develop more traits. I think it gives you a thing to think about when you go, what would Chap do? You sort of glance down and you go, eh, yeah, I want to do this, but that's not what Chap would do. That's yeah. I think that it's a little reminder for me. And then I like It's hard, things, but rewarding. I, like I think we've talked about on After Parties before. I think things like if you got an eye gouged out or you lost a finger, those kind of things are things that would come into play, right, into the into the narrative as you go, well, you can't do that because, you know, you don't have a right hand. And, you know, those mm-hmm. kind of things I think would be really cool to add in. The, the, the flaws that happen throughout the campaign really bring out a character and, and how you're going to work around those, those issues. Absolutely. What about you, Gozer? How do I create a character? I think, what do I want to be? And then I read a bunch of stuff, and then I just pick one, whatever feels right. <laughs> that's that's about it. I have never played a barbarian before, so I wanted to give it a try. I like being upfront. I like beating on things. I don't like having to track spells, so I never want to do any kind of wizard or anything like that. So I thought, well, I'll give barbarian a try. And I've played half work before, and I really liked it. I like a lot of stuff that the half fork has, so thought that would be good. Oh, Elena, how did Dude, you guys? Dude, we pick don't what you know. Did? I remember when we made your characters. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't even have a, a race. That's true. We had yeah, classes you can... picked, but we didn't right. even have races. Well, I think maybe a better guys... question for for you two then is, how would you see yourself creating your next character? Now, you now you have Ooh, this yeah. this mm-hmm. additional knowledge, and you are no longer as dubbed by the queen of RPG. For news. sure, I'm going to start with a playlist. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah i'm very flattered <laughs> it really it really works i'll send you mine after so you get an idea i'll tell i'm I'll tell. like i'm actually really intrigued by that yeah i think um in hindsight a lot i would echo a lot of what john said the things that have really been a good investment in the time that i spent early on were fleshing out falzerin's i forget all the, the names for all those things you listed but his bonds and flaws and those things those those have been a lot of bang for my buck like they've really helped influence 
been kind of a guide for me to play Falzern, and I think I I found that the most enjoying too. Um, thinking about how Falzern thinks based on what I initially wrote down on the piece of paper, and that's changed a bit as as has been touched on by you guys, but. Yeah, I think it's important to give your character some flaws as well. I really struggled with that initially, and I was all excited about all of these cool things and great ways that I could make my character fun and um, attractive to me with his traits. But I think um, having some flaws makes it really interesting long term, too. So I'd say don't neglect that. Yeah, my my thoughts are literally that I created this character that I was like, okay, well, what's best for Rogue? Okay, Elf. So then go with that. And then from there, on the spot, I was just like, what's best? What's best? And I did create some flaws and things, but like, going forward, if I have to make another character, I want to be like, over the top, exaggerating certain parts of myself, good parts, bad parts, whatever. So that like, it's just, we do role play a lot and it's really fun to role play something over the top and dramatic and like not me or whatever. And an orc rogue in orc rogue. <laughs> a big, huge orc. Something unexpected, you know? Yeah. Just like, I think that's what makes the character stand yeah. out as, as unique, right? I mm. want like, yeah, I want to have like a defining physical trait. I want to have like, something that everyone knows about me that's a flaw and a weakness so they can use my weakness against me but maybe a strength that they know they can call on me for and things like that like I want those to be a little bit more obvious than they were at first and I don't know I'm really enjoying playing Bryn uh recently you haven't heard a a few episodes yet but I don't know it's really fun to be a little over dramatic and like improv with it and just go with the character. Google the um the dagger theory for character creation. That's oh. that's a that's a good it's a good staple. So the dagger theory is essentially you want to give your DM as many daggers that he can use against your character as possible. Ooh. It's gonna make the storyline so mm-hmm. much better for you, mm-hmm. so much more personalized for you. It's gonna hurt. But it's going to be good. So, like, yeah, like if you were some kid that just like grew up and turned 18 and wanted to go on an adventure and leave your house, like, okay, kind of boring. But if you were like, if you turn that into something more interesting, like you've never made your own food before or, you know, made your bed or had to navigate the, like, just whatever flaws you can add on to it, right? Or, Right, your mom's like you're sick, extremely you homesick. And- yeah, mm-hmm. like it just makes makes it better. I I think it's been interesting since I've sent Leland quite a bit of just ideas and backstory on Shaft, just to give him the option of throwing it in or not. Me not knowing what's going to happen, and I know it's probably not going to be good. Right, and I think that's what makes it <laughs> exciting to me when I hear a name the first time of somebody that I gave him a something two months ago or three months ago yeah. as an idea, and it comes mm-hmm. out, and I go, oh, crap. Okay. <laughs> now yeah, i got to start so thinking about it. In some ways, character out. creation didn't end at episode zero because, yeah, like no. there's been ideas that we've all sent Leland in the background. Um, right. and oh, I add things to my characters all the, the time. The listeners got a little glimpse of something going on with Bryn, so that's exciting. I That was one of my ideas, yeah. Not in how you presented it, though. 
Like you presented it in a way that I would have never predicted. It sounds like that's similar to what's happened with you, John, where you've gave Leland stuff to work with and he weaves it in um, how and when he wants to. Right. Yeah, you say, what about this? And Leland shows up. Leland shows up with that, you know, and you're like, what? My mind was blown. It was really cool. It's exciting for me in those kind of moments. Yeah. Sometimes I don't hear what he said and I'll go, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) I've even had to look stuff up and go, was that something I sent him? (laughs) Yeah, well, that's the thing, right? So, like, yeah, obviously I love it when you guys give me stuff. And it will usually never be implemented immediately unless there's a real great spot uh, in which it applies and works right um, and i think so far everything i've added in certainly hasn't to me it hasn't felt like it's been shoehorned in and i Mm-mm. i yeah i don't feel like i have i hope it doesn't sound no. that way to the characters no. that have all the info and uh and uh, you know obviously yeah the, the listeners an idiot they're oblivious they wouldn't know anyways they don't know their ass from a kettle, so that doesn't Stop matter. Stop really making the- fun of our loyal <laughs> listeners. You're the worst. Well, here's a way. I mean, you can always throw Leland off, like, whenever you get to a new city, you know, like, hey, I know a guy, and he's got to come up with it on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. I've done it before. But see, it's Leland goes, you've never been to Pisces before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're- yeah, yeah, but you knew a guy that moved to Pisces. We were pen pals. <laughs> what can you say? I would never do anything like that. <laughs> okay so i think we pretty much hit on everything did we have any shout outs bill you think you had somebody to i've been listening to a lot of the stuff you should know podcast this past week actually oh that's good i've listened yeah, to them uh, i mean they they don't need any help being popular <laughs> but i've listened to them a lot in the past and then kind of stopped listening to them for quite a while but um, I listened to them talk about the Underground Railroad and Harriet Tubman, which was really good. Um, and also, uh, what were the other ones? Lewis and Clark was interesting. And they talked about something that I knew very, very little about, which was good to learn about. Um, the Trail of Tears was yeah, on. Called The History of the Trail of Tears. That was very eye-opening and sobering to listen to but yeah, it's good they have stuff. a lot of good episodes they also started doing yeah. the short stuff which is like 15 minute episodes yeah 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 they're entertaining history is a huge gap in my knowledge so it's good to listen to people who can explain it simply and succinctly interestingly mm-hmm. yeah. gotta keep my interest yeah they're funny <laughs> yeah yeah history can be boring unfortunately yeah yep. and john yeah i was just gonna bring up the animated spell book that's a that's on YouTube. The animated spellbook's great. It's a little two or three minute short on usually on a spell of some kind and how it works. And they do little animations of it. Uh, if you look up animated spellbook on uh, YouTube, you can find them. And they do one about every week or so. And I've posted a lot of them on our Discord channel for Bill. Yeah, so. I love the animated. It's such <laughs> a good fun. YouTube channel. I was going to compliment the T-Hud podcast, but, like, never mind. He doesn't oh, want to Oh, please. I <laughs> think <laughs> you've ever listened to my other podcast. Well, that's great. If, if no one else has anything else, then maybe, Adelaide, you can uh, give yourself some last plugs here, and we can finish out the episode. Um, yeah, goodness. I have a lot of stuff upcoming. I've got an Urban Shadows game that will be starting on Sundays. Um, it's a whole new system that's very, very new to me. It's very different than D&D. Um, it's fantasy, but it's set in urban modern world 
And uh, so that's going to be fun. I've got my show on Wednesdays, Come and Villainy, um, that's on Little Red Dot's channel. And on Fridays, I play a Genesis system fantasy game that's on Go underscore JG Twitch. So lots of stuff upcoming. And I'm going to PAX Unplugged. I'm super Ooh. excited. My first tabletop convention. Nice. So That'll be fun. I know. I've been to conventions before, but never a tabletop specific one. So I'm I'm really hyped about it. Meeting a bunch of people. So, are all of those shows you mentioned uh, on Twitch? They are all on Twitch, and my Twitter is O Adelaide, and my schedule's always there. So, perfect. Oh Adelaide, perfect. Oh Adelaide. That's <laughs> how I feel. Well, it was great playing with you. We really had a good time. Yeah, I had a blast. I had a blast. Hopefully, she can help you out in the future with getting you the boxes. Yeah, so. come yeah. play again. Yeah. <laughs> even as an MP- even if she just shows up as a as a non me NPC, I wanna I wanna know. No, I do not want Leland trying to do your voice. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do. Like, ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> Irish girl accent. <laughs> I've been John. I'm Emily. I've been Bill. I'm Elena. I'm Adelaide. And I'm Leland Steele. Happy adventuring. And that's our show. Our intro and outro music was created by Josh Jarvis. For your own musical inquiries, contact jamesmercymusic at gmail.com. All other music and ambient noise is courtesy of tabletopaudio.com. The Encouragement Party is sponsored by Critical Hit Design. Visit criticalhitdesign.com for all of your graphic design needs. You can find more info on the characters and world at encouragementparty.com. Enjoying the show? Have any questions or rules corrections? Email us. Contact at EncouragableParty.com or reach out on social media. The Encouragable Party on Facebook and Instagram. At EncouragablePar on Twitter. Using the hashtag AfterPartyIP for a shout-out during our behind-the-screen after-party episodes that drop every fourth release. Happy adventuring! But see, even though I had zeros, Bill, I would still look over and double check. I've not been adding anything to... If I'm not proficient, I add nothing to my rolls. That's not smart. That's the opposite of intelligent. (laughs) Intelligence was not my dumb stat. 30 seconds ago, you were asking if you were doing it right. (laughs) (laughs) Now that you found out you were, that Bill's a dumbass. (laughs) Well, I'm saying... (laughs) Welcome to my life, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs)